there. I'm Sue Alvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 168. And today I want to talk about ideas, children's ideas. Do we listen when our children tell us their big ideas? Also, I have a big idea of my own to share with you. Yes, it's something that I've been working on for a while. It's been keeping me very busy and it's just about ready to share with you. And I'm hoping you're going to like this idea. Yes, it's my latest big idea. But before I get into ideas, a little bit of feedback from last week's episode, episode 167, the one about grammar and punctuation and unschool writing stories. I didn't get a lot of feedback from that episode. Maybe not many people listened to that episode, or maybe no one was inspired to stop by and leave a comment. But it doesn't matter. Alison left me a comment, and I'm going to share part of that with you. Alison said, I've just finished listening to your two latest podcasts, Sue, and I love the idea of chapters. Thanks for explaining how to find them by scrolling down. I didn't even know there was anything to scroll down to. I love the idea of you reading out your older posts to you. Whether I've read them myself or not, I love to hear you read them and give comments. So thank you, Alison, for stopping by and leaving those kind words. I'm so glad you enjoyed my podcasts and that you like the idea of podcast chapters. Yes, I went into a little bit of detail about podcast chapters last week, just in case you hadn't heard about them. They were new to me. And yes, like Alison, I would never have thought to scroll down and look to see if a podcast episode actually has chapters. But now when I'm listening to other podcasts, I do that. I go and have a look and see if many people are using podcast chapters. And not many people are, but maybe the the feature podcast chapters is suitable for some kinds of podcasts more than others. I think it works really well for mine, especially at the moment where I am sharing blog stories. It makes it easy for you to find a particular story. I wonder if you actually did go and look at the chapters last week. Did you look at your screen while you were listening to my voice? Did you see the images that I uploaded to go with each of my stories? Well, if you didn't, perhaps you'd like to give that a go this week. Now, I told you last week that the Apple Podcast app and the Overcast app both support podcast chapters, because not all apps do. Since last week, I went looking and I found a couple of other podcast apps that support podcast chapters, Pocketcast and Downcast, and probably all those are free to use. I'm not quite sure, but certainly Apple Podcasts 
Overcast and Pocketcast can all be used for free. So that's podcast chapters. I've talked about those for three episodes in a row now. Maybe it is time to move on to something else. Ideas. Big ideas. If you are a long-time listener of this podcast or reader of my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, you will know that I'm always having ideas. Sometimes I think those ideas are big ideas. I get very, very excited about them. I can't wait to share them. I want to put them into action. And quite often, my big ideas fall flat on their faces. They're not successful at all. And so I get hesitant about announcing the next great big idea. But somehow I can't help myself. I've got another one. This idea has been going around and around my head for a couple of weeks now. It's preventing me from sleeping. I don't sleep well anyway, but yes, I have found it extra hard to drift off at night and get a reasonable amount of sleep. Yet the same ideas go round and round and I find myself getting excited. I grab my phone and make notes and then try and go back to sleep again. Oh my, big ideas are rather inconvenient sometimes. But what I've learned from big ideas is that we always learn something. We've got to be brave enough to go out there and try our ideas because we don't really know where they will lead to. Even if they're not successful the way that we first think about them, they may lead on to something else. So, I've got a big idea. What is it? Well, first of all, I will go back through all my failed ideas. Do you remember Patreon? I tried that for a few weeks. And the reason I did that was I was hoping to get enough supporters through Patreon to cover the costs of this podcast and also my blog. Because podcasting and blogging aren't free. The expenses do mount up. And I've been paying for the cost of my unschooling work with family money, the money that my husband Andy earns. But I thought, wouldn't it be good if I could find some way to make the podcast and my blog self-supportive? Perhaps readers, perhaps listeners and readers would like to become patrons. Well, a few people did, a few very kind people, but eventually that idea fizzled out. I'm no longer on Patreon. There were smaller big ideas like having guest bloggers on my blog and guest podcasters on this podcast. And a few people did volunteer their work and I really think that their contributions enriched my blog and my podcast. I was so happy to receive um, the input from other people. But those contributions fizzled out as well. I guess people are busy. They find it hard enough to create enough content for their own blogs and podcasts, let alone mine. 
And then two episodes ago, when I came back from my break over Christmas, I had yet another idea. Perhaps people could record feedback about the podcast episodes on their phone as audio files, and I could include them in my podcasts. Well, so far, nobody has volunteered to do that. Is that such a bad idea, or do you perhaps not have time, or maybe you just don't like the thought of recording your own voice? Yes, it can be quite scary hearing our own voices once they've been recorded, but we get used to it. So that idea so far hasn't come to anything, but I never know. Maybe there will be an audio file waiting for me soon after I publish this podcast episode. Well, I hope there will be. And then there was my big idea about the book club. Did you hear about that one? I wrote a blog post about that idea. Well, I've written blog posts about most of my ideas, and later on, when they fail, I go back through my blog and I think, perhaps I should delete those posts. Get rid of all the evidence of those ideas. Pretend I never had them. And then nobody will know that I failed. But today, I'm going to share that story with you about the book club because it's very relevant to my next big idea. Now, when I come to make this podcast into chapters, there's going to be an image. So you might like to go and have a look at your screen and see the image for the Curious Unschoolers Book Club. Now, the story is called The Curious Unschoolers Book Club is Now Open. And I was so excited when I wrote this post. Here's the story. A few days ago, I wrote the following words in my unschooling newsletter. I've been thinking about the question, why do we buy and read books? What are we looking for? Pure entertainment? Or are we hoping for answers to some questions? Do we want a book to change us or our lives in some way? Because a book isn't very valuable if we just toss it aside when we've finished reading it and never think about it again, is it? I would feel very sad if my unschooling books, Curious Unschoolers and Radical Unschool Love, are read and then tossed aside, especially if someone said, Wow, that was a waste of money. I would hate for this to happen. So I'm wondering... Is there something I can do so that you get the most out of my books? Perhaps we can discuss the books. What about some kind of book club group? Do you have any questions? Would you like to share your thoughts? Have you done anything differently since you read my books? Have they changed the way you're thinking about unschooling? Have you picked up any ideas? Are they reassuring? Do they inspire you to unschool or continue unschooling? Or perhaps you were disappointed. Maybe you disagree with what I said. Which is okay because different points of view can lead to interesting discussions if only we talk about things. Like any author, I want my books to be successful. But I'm not talking about huge sales and lots of profit for me. 
No, success is more about sharing a message in a helpful way. I'd like my unschooling books to make a difference. It doesn't matter if readers don't agree with everything I said. As long as they are inspired to search for what brings them joy, what suits them best. Pondering the meaning of success led me to ask the above questions. Is there anything I can do to turn my book from a lot of ideas and thoughts into something that's real in your life? Well, a few people responded to my questions by expressing an interest in a book club. So I created one. The Curious Unschoolers Book Club is now open and ready for business. Setting up this community forum provided me with a huge unschooling learning opportunity. It all sounded very easy before I started, but I soon encountered problems, one problem after another. For hours I researched and experimented and almost decided that a book club wasn't a good idea. Then everything came together and now I've done it. I hope I haven't overlooked any problems. So what can you expect from the book club? I'm hoping that we can use my books as a starting point for diving deeper into unschooling. The discussion isn't going to be all about me and my family. I've already written about that. Instead, I'd love you to share your thoughts, ideas, opinions and experiences so that we can have some interesting and helpful conversations. The book club is a private forum attached to my blog. I hope it will be a safe place where we can share our joys, discuss our difficulties and encourage one another wherever we are on our unschooling journeys. Of course, our conversations will be kind and respectful and accepting. Even if we have differences of opinion, we'll be okay, I'm sure. There's only one more thing for me to say. Will you join me in the Curious Unschoolers Book Club? I hope your answer is yes. So that was my story and after I published that blog post... A lot of people signed up for the book club. Yes, they were full of enthusiasm and we were going to have lots and lots of discussions using my books as starting points. But as the days and the weeks went by, interest in the book club fizzled away. Until it was only me and maybe one or two other people who were chatting about things. And it was all rather disappointing. And I thought, we don't need a book club. There are dozens and dozens of places on the internet for unschoolers to meet. We don't need another place to talk about unschooling. So I let that idea drift away. Now that book club is still there at the same link that I had it at. It can be found, even though I'm not promoting it anymore. I guess that eventually I will take it down because I have a new idea to take its place. We have arrived at the next big idea. Now I still want to help people who have read my books and who want to turn all those thoughts and ideas that I shared into reality, who want to incorporate them into their lives. 
because it's all very well reading a book, isn't it? It does take time to ponder ideas and to actually make some changes. Well, I hope that what I shared in my book is inspiring enough that people do actually want to act upon the thoughts, ideas, and everything else that I shared. I hope not many books actually got tossed into the garbage pile. A book club didn't work, so how am I going to help people? Well, this might sound a little bit silly, maybe a little bit reckless, but I'm going bigger than a book club. I'm creating a membership site, a Stories of an Unschooling Family community. Well, if people weren't interested in my book club, why should they be interested in my membership site? Why should they want to belong to my network? Why should you want to belong? I am hoping to have much more than a book club on my site. I want my network to be a place where we can discuss unschooling. Now, I know there are lots and lots of other places on the internet where people are discussing unschooling, but maybe people who have read my books connect with my way of presenting unschooling. We all relate to different people. Maybe the language I'm using is appropriate to you. Maybe my vision of unschooling is the right one for your family. Or maybe you just feel that you could ask questions of me and I will be encouraging and accepting. I hope you do because that's the way I try to be. We can't force our ideas onto anybody. And sometimes our ideas might not be right for particular people. Everybody should be free to make their own minds up about how they want to educate and bring up their kids. But it doesn't hurt, does it, to share experiences, to share ideas and to learn from one another. And so I would like my community to be a place where people could come and ask questions. Perhaps you've read my books and you want to talk about certain things further. You have more questions or you'd like another story or whatever. I mean, as I said in the book club story, sometimes my stories might lead to some interesting conversations. But a place to discuss unschooling is not the whole story. I've already started putting this site together and so far I have added quite a few topics where we can post. There's a starting unschooling section, Christian unschooling, radical unschooling. If we go a little bit smaller, things like trust and freedom, concerns, difficulties, maths and English, strewing, homeschool record keeping, teenagers, Babies and toddlers, younger unschoolers. I'm just talking off the top of my head, so I'm sure that there are lots and lots of other topics. A topic for every aspect of unschooling. 
Now, under the topic of strewing, I want to add a lot of ideas that you might be able to strew for your children. Of course, different things appeal to different children, and if we listen carefully to our own children, we will have a good idea of the things that might interest them. We can go on a search on our own for the right resources. But sometimes when we see other people's ideas, we say, hey, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought about that one. Let me give you an example. Yesterday, I went into our local Audi store to buy some cheese. And as I was running through the store, I saw a record player or a turntable. And as you probably are aware, you can go into Aldi and buy some fascinating things, things that you don't really expect to see in the supermarket. And I was thinking, a record player, we used to have one of those. Wouldn't a record player be a fun thing to strew? We could go to all the second-hand stores and look for old records. And then we could listen to them and talk about days gone by and maybe do some research. And I felt really excited about this idea because I had a record player when I was a younger person. Andy and I had a big stack of records of all our favorite groups, people like The Police. Then there was Debbie Harry, Sting, Fleetwood Mac, UB40, ABBA even, so many other groups and people. Sometimes I go onto Spotify and I look them all up and I listen to all that old music and all the memories come flooding back. The other day, Jim Rose and I had coffee in the shopping centre and some old music was playing in the background and this led to a wonderful conversation about music, old music, and current music, and things like the Eurovision Song Contest, because I mentioned that that's where ABBA got their first big break. We came home, and I found a lot of programs, videos, and things that we could watch, information that we could read, because we were interested, or because we'd been listening to some old music in the shopping center. Well, anyway, I wrote about all of that, in a post for the strewing topic for my community. I've got lots of other ideas as well. So each topic will have a photo, a little story, some ideas. And then this morning I started on the unschool maths topic. I shared an idea for real life maths. Sometimes I think we know that the world is full of maths but we can't actually see it. And so I want to share some of that real-life maths. And I wrote a post this morning about compasses. We've all got a compass on our phone. I told a story about the bushfires, the recent crisis that we went through. We got very, very interested in the wind direction. Each day we wanted to know if the wind would push the fire towards our village, it was very important. So that's direction. Direction leads to compasses. And yes, I had other things to share about that. Did you know you can count in threes by using your compass on your phone? 
And if you're very careful, you can move it very, very slowly and count up from 1 to 360. And I was wondering what would happen if we gave our phone with the Compass app open to our kids? What fun they could have. What would they do with it? What would they find out? You could have a real life maths moment. So that's the topics. I'd like to form some groups. We could try a book club again. It doesn't necessarily have to be about my books. We could find some other book that we would all like to discuss. And how about a bloggers mastermind group so that bloggers can join forces, share talents and resources so that we can spread the word about unschooling more effectively. Yeah, encourage each other to keep blogging or podcasting if that's what other people are doing. Maybe we could have a writing group. You might know that my daughter Imogen is a writer. She's done a degree in writing. I am sure she has lots of tips and resources that she could share in a writing group. And a reading group. What about a place just to talk about the books that we're reading? Not necessarily a book discussion from beginning to end, but just sharing books that we like. Maybe some additional resources to go with the books. Because sometimes I go looking for other things connected with the books that we're reading. You start with a book and then you end up on a big rabbit trail. You find out all sorts of other things and you usually end up somewhere you don't expect to go. And then there's other people's articles and videos. We could add links to those. And vlogs. I wouldn't mind doing a bit of vlogging. I got a fancy vlogging kit for Christmas from my husband Andy. I've made a few vlogs already and I've shared them on Instagram. But I could make more for an unschooling community. And then how about a place to share moments from our days? All those exciting, interesting, thought-provoking, encouraging moments that occur throughout our days. Somebody else might like to hear about them. So I guess the idea behind my community is that it will be a safe and respectful place for unschoolers of all stages of unschooling to meet it will be a place to share stories, experiences, ideas, thoughts, encouragement, friendship, and support. Everybody will be welcome. Now, I do have to pay for this membership site. It's another expense. It might not seem very sensible to spend more money when I have just said that I would like my blog and my podcast to be self-supporting. But anyway, I'm going to spend the money for a year and see what happens and I'm not going to charge anybody to become a member for that year. All I ask is that you buy one of my books. I guess if you like my style of blogging and podcasting you might already have bought a copy of one of my books or the other or maybe both. So if that's the case all you need to do is join me inside my community. 
I'm going to be issuing invitations and I'm hoping that as many people as possible will think that my big idea is a good idea because I would love this community to be successful. I would really like to help everybody who has read my books go one step further. So how do you get an invitation? If you email me and tell me which of my books you have read or you have got, or maybe you have got both my books, just mention my books and I will send you a link and then you will be able to enter the community. Where's my email address? Well, I shall leave it in the show notes, but you can also find it in the menu bar, the top menu bar on my blog. So that's my big idea. I wonder what you think. Do you like this idea? Do you think it will make a difference? Because that's the main thing, isn't it? We all want to do something that makes a difference. Perhaps you can give me some feedback. I would love to have some comments that I can include in next week's podcast episode. Now, I did say that I was going to talk about kids' ideas next. I have a story from my book, Curious Unschoolers. The story might be a little bit familiar because I based it on a podcast episode. Now, I know I should have found out the number of that episode, but you'll be able to find it because I'm going to include it in the show notes. I wonder if you will like my story, even though if you have listened to the podcast episode. Maybe it's not so rambly because it's edited. I've thought carefully about the words that I wanted to use. That's the advantage of blog posts as compared to podcast episodes. I must have made the podcast about kids' ideas when Sophie was 14. That was four years ago. So here's the story. Encouraging Kids' Ideas Most afternoons, Sophie and I head down to the bush tracks with our dog, Nora. As we walk along in the shade of the gum trees, we share our ideas. Sophie has lots of them. Enthusiasm bubbles from her as she tells me about her latest one. She asks me what I think. Is this a good idea? Should we encourage kids to follow their ideas? Maybe we think some of them are rather silly and not practical at all. We're sure they won't come to anything. So should we tell our children this? Or should we let them find out for themselves? Parents can discourage children all too easily. We can squash their ideas before they've even had a chance to tell us about them properly. Who knows? An idea might actually lead to something exciting. But what if it doesn't? Well, a child will still learn a lot by investigating it and trying it out. She'll learn a lot about herself as well. So I always listen to Sophie's ideas. I encourage her to think them through. I ask her, what will you need to do this? Should you do some research? Have you got the necessary skills? If not... Can you learn them? And then when we've examined the idea from all angles, I say, 
Perhaps you ought to go and try it out. But is it right to encourage a child to go out there and attempt whatever they'd like to do? Some people would say we shouldn't tell children that they can do anything they want. That's unrealistic because there are things some kids are just not designed for. However, I don't think it's necessary for a parent to point out the things a child does not have the skills to do. She'll find that out for herself. Also, how many children start off in life wanting to be an astronaut or a ballerina? And how many children really want to do that later on? It's good to dream, and there is always the chance our children will surprise us. Too many children have their ideas squashed, a few words from a parent, and their dreams float away. Some people say that kids can't do whatever they want because that might not be what God wants them to do. And I totally agree with this. But that doesn't mean we can't follow our dreams. We can't use our talents. Because maybe those talents have been given to us for a particular reason and we're meant to use them. Sometimes I have great ideas. Well, I think they're great ideas for a while, and then as I mull them over, I change my mind. Perhaps people will think my idea is silly, and so I hold back, and I don't put it into action. And I wonder whether I think it's a silly idea, because I can hear in my head an echo of someone putting down my ideas. Going through the school system, we're not always encouraged to follow our dreams. No one wants to listen to our ideas. Maybe someone has said to us, You've got to be sensible. You have to earn money. You must be practical. This is a much better idea. Yours is a silly one. But what if I refuse to listen to that voice in my head? What if I tried anyway? refusing to worry about what other people might think. Amazing things could happen. And if they don't, if I fail, it doesn't really matter because we all learn from everything we do. And maybe my first idea will lead to another one. It's okay to learn and to modify and to keep on trying. I never know where I might end up. And the same is true for our children. They need us to listen to them, to take their ideas seriously, to encourage them to try things out. And if we do all of this, perhaps unlike us, our kids won't be afraid of failing. They won't be influenced by other people's opinions. They'll have confidence. They will go out into the world and use the talents they have to do something good. We just never know where an idea will lead. So I'm going to be brave with my idea. The failed book club idea, I learnt a lot from that, and it's leading to this bigger idea. Is it a silly idea? I don't know. But I'm not afraid of failing. And I really do hope that this community will make a difference in your life.
As I said in that story, Sophie used to share lots of her ideas with me. Her head was always bubbling over with ideas, just like mine. And I wrote a story about one of her ideas. I wrote it in February 2015, so that's five years ago. Sophie would have been 13. I chose the story because it does have one of Sophie's ideas in it, but I also mentioned a few resources. I could list those resources in the show notes. They might interest you. So here's the story. Why Sophie is glad I'm her mother and other dusty week stories. It's been a busy, dusty week. Our son Callum moved out of home a week ago. We'll miss him, I said, as we watched his car roll off the driveway. Oh yes, the girls agreed, but there's a good side to everything. We can have his old bedroom. So this week, everyone sorted out their possessions, moved furniture and claimed new bedrooms. And in the process, a lot of dust was uncovered. This wouldn't have been a big deal except for the fact all the girls are allergic to dust. So am I, but I kept well out of the way. The girls had all the moving under control. Sometimes it's good not to be needed. This morning I took the girls shopping and bought them some new things for their rooms. Quilt covers and soft mink blankets and even a couple of rugs. They came home with grins on their faces. They stripped off all the old faded covers from their beds and made them up afresh with the new ones and then stood back on their new brightly coloured rag rugs and grinned some more. Do you like your new rooms? I asked. Silly question. Oh, yes. I haven't seen much of the girls since then. They're still sitting in their rooms looking around with big smiles on their faces. I haven't seen my husband Andy either. He's gone to the Resource Recovery Centre to get rid of bags and bags of rubbish. The girls did a lot of sorting out and pruning back before moving rooms. I've been doing some pruning back too. I decided to cull our book collection. I wondered, just for a moment, if I was doing the right thing. Is there really such a thing as too many books? But then I threw caution to the wind and started making huge piles of no longer wanted books. And in the process, I found a few books I'd been wanting to read but had lost, such as The Burnt Stick. Oh, this is such a heartbreaking story. I know there'll be a lump in my throat when I read it again. I'm going to read it out loud to the girls. When we get a free moment. Yes, There weren't many free moments last week. It's just as well we didn't have any schoolwork to do. I imagine if we'd had some of that to do, I'd be a dragon mother by now, yelling, We're behind schedule! It's only the second week of term, and you haven't done half the things on my plan. My girls hate the words schoolwork. Schoolwork sounds so boring. It sounds like something awful you have to do. Learning is very interesting. Why do people turn it into schoolwork? 
Sophie isn't interested in schoolwork, but she is interested in website design, HTML codes, and CSS or cascading style sheets. I just looked that up to see what those letters stand for. She's been doing a lot of research and experimenting. The other day, when we were walking the dog, that's a good time to chat, she said, I'm so glad you're my mother. You are? I replied, feeling all warm inside. Why? Because I don't think there are many other mothers who'd let me set up an online shop. I wasn't expecting this answer. I suppose not. Yes, Sophie wants to have a blog design shop. Do you think it matters? I'm only 13. Maybe no one will want to buy anything off me because they'll think I'm too young to design anything good. Just because you're a child doesn't mean you don't know a lot. It doesn't mean you can't be good at something. It's true. Contrary to what most people might believe, children are very talented. Many of them know much more about some things than adults do. So if you're looking for a new header or blog button or blog background or even a whole new blog look, Watch out, the very capable techno-maid will be opening an online shop very soon. She'll also have some freebies. By the way, if you'd like to learn how to code, you could take a look at Code Academy. They have some excellent free lessons. Now when we do get some free time, Gemma Rose and I are going to make some notebooks using the covers of some of our discarded hardback books. We might upcycle some of the books into journals. Here's a binder book, maker journal, Pinterest board, full of ideas, just in case you'd like to make some books too. I haven't told you what the older girls have been doing. Mum, we've learnt how to build a castle. You have? Yes, we watched a series called Secrets of a Castle. It's the same people as the farm series. You put the link in the Evernote planning notebook. It seems my unplanning idea is working. My children are browsing my Evernote notebook of ideas. Electronic strewing works. Well, it's about time I got to work. I need to make my bedroom as clean and tidy as the girls' rooms. I have some pruning back to do, some bags to fill, some dust to uncover, some sneezes to deal with. I could be gone quite some time. So how was your week? Did you discover anything interesting? And what do you think? Can we ever have too many books? And that was my story, lots of bits and pieces. Maybe it gave a picture of what unschooling looked like for us five years ago, when Sophie was 13 and Gemma Rose was 10. I mentioned my unplanning notebook, my Evernote notebook, where I put resources that my kids might be interested in. That was one of my big ideas that really worked. Secrets of a Castle Two episodes ago, episode 166, the one about unschooling sausages. In that story, I mentioned the farm series, 
wartime farm, Tudor monastery farm. There were a couple of other farms as well. Well, the people who made the farm series also made a series called Secrets of a Castle. And my girls were watching it, and it was very good. Now, Sophie does not have an online shop. She did make some blog headers for people. She'd made some backgrounds. And she was always helping me and Imogen and Charlotte and even Gemma Rose with our blogs. If we ever had a problem with the HTML, she would come along and sort it out. If we wanted to redesign an element, she went into the back of our blogs and she yeah, changed the code. She learned a lot from that site, Code Academy. I said that there were some excellent free lessons there. I think that site has upgraded a lot and they now offer many of their courses as paid courses. But you still might find something free if you visit. I will leave a link in the show notes. Well, I guess that's all I want to say about ideas. We must support our children's ideas. And if we have ideas, we've got to be brave enough to go out there and try them out. Who knows where they will lead. Before I finish, I have just remembered something else that I want to include in my community. And that is some homeschooling record keeping tips. Homeschool record keeping is a very, very popular topic. Everybody, regardless of the way they homeschool, is looking for new ideas about how to record all our kids are learning and also how to present it so that the educational authorities are absolutely certain that our kids are learning and that we can get through our registration visits. So I'm going to be sharing tips, things that I have learnt, things I've picked up along the way. We have been registered as homeschoolers for 27 years, I think, and we've got one more to go. That's a long time. And yes, I must have lots of stories to share with you. I am going to go through my old records books, my paper ones that I had years ago, and also my Evernote ones, and I'm going to look for entries that I can share with you what my kids learned at particular ages and how I turned those learning experiences into homeschool record notes. So do you think that would be useful? Because I guess a community has to be useful, otherwise nobody is going to visit. I want you to love this community. I want you to return again and again to see what's new, what conversations you can have, what tips you can pick up, what encouragement you can get from all the members. But that's enough about my big idea. As usual, it's still going around and around my head and I can't help talking about it. If you like the idea of the community and you have bought one or the other of my books, please email me and then join me inside. Come on in. The community is only at the baby stage, so there's not a whole heap of stuff there yet. 
but it's going to grow. It's going to grow and grow, especially if all the members help me. Because I'm hoping that you will want to post things as well. Share your experiences, your stories, your ideas. And look, I'm talking about my big idea again when I should be saying goodbye. All I've got left to do is to thank you for listening to this episode, to invite you to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, and you also might find me on Instagram at Stories of an Unschooling Family. If you haven't seen my books, you will find Curious Unschoolers and Radical Unschool Love on Amazon as print books and Kindle ebooks. So that's the end of episode 168. And so until next week, don't forget to go out there and live a radical life of unconditional love.